Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Doink and Doink and Action, the podcast where Dave and I talk all things professional wrestling. Wrestling. This is episode number 30, where we'll be going over the Wednesday Night Wars from March 11th, 2020. Yes. Um, first off, before we say that, NXT found itself emanating from the Performance, the performance Center. Center. Which was awesome. Yes, it was. Yeah. It was great. Reason is, was not because of COVID-19, but it was because uh, Full Sail Arena was occupied. Uh, they had some other event going on. I'm not sure what it was. But they um, they put it on from the Performance Center, and it was great. It, yeah. Uh, even tighter crowd than you usually get at Full Sail. Yeah. Uh, more wrestler to crowd interactions, as yeah. we'll talk about with Charlotte Flair. And yeah. we got a nice tour of the uh, performance center. We did towards the end. The, yeah, the end actually, it was the final segment. Yeah. Um, but before we get into our recap of the Wednesday night was, uh, we do have some news. Yeah. Um, some stuff that everyone may be aware of, and some stuff that actually just came across as we were ready to record. So I'll let Josh break into the news first. Yeah. Um, first thing is the next member of the WWE Hall of Fame class 2020 class of 2020 has been announced, and it is the British Bulldog. Much deserved. Much, much deserved. It's about time. His son will be the one inducting him into the Hall of Fame. Um, This was announced on After the Bell with Corey Graves. Yep. Uh, I believe last night. Yeah. Um, And, I mean, honestly, you know, the reason why wrestling is so popular in the United Kingdom is because of, is because of this guy. And the reason why people in Europe were trying to get to the WWE was because of this guy. Yeah. His place is well-deserved oh, um, yeah. because he didn't get in as part of the Hart Foundation. No. The Hart Foundation was Bret Hart, Jim. Yeah, it was just Bret and Jim because it was just a ta- it was the tag team. Yeah. So um, this is much deserving for Davey Boy Smith. Congratulations mm-hmm. to his family. I know he's getting in post-hominously, but um, as do most of these wrestlers, unfortunately. Yeah. Um. Up next... A former New England Patriot has signed with the WWE. Officially. There yeah. was rumors. Now it's official. Rob Gronkowski Oof. has signed with the E. And he already has two scheduled, I'll put in quotes, appearances. With um, March 22nd SmackDown, which is, I believe, no, maybe, I think it might be the, it's the 20-something. It's two weeks before Mania. Yep. And then Mania. Quick fantasy booking. What is he doing at Mania? I already know what I think. What I think he's doing. Well, hopefully he's not getting involved in the uh, in the uh, Andre Memorial Battle Royal. I think he's doing something with the twenty four championship, twenty four seven championship. I think he is winning the twenty four seven. Cha- uh, no, winning the Andre the Giant Battle Royale. You think he's winning the Andre the Giant Battle Royale? Yeah. Okay. Because he helped Mojo Rawley win it a few years ago. Yeah, but he wasn't signed at the time. No, I know, but he was. He's signed. Now. He got. He got paid to do that. Yeah. Okay. But so. he he's gonna win it. He'll oh. he'll be in it. He'll win it. Okay. Um, the twenty four seven championship. That's a good shout. <sighs> They'll do that if they have some backstage segment where they're just running through Tampa Bay Stadium. Yeah, but the if thing it's is still happening, they're, they're not doing that anymore. Now, um, uh, who's the twenty four seven champion? Uh, Brick Moss. Yes. So he could he's, have a match with Brick Moss. He's just going out into the ring, and they suspend the 24-7 rules when there's an actual match going on for the title. Yeah. So that's how Riddick Moss is making sure to retain it. Also, he's a, 
a beast. Oh, yeah. So, and he's also squashing guys who have no business being in that match. Yeah. So, um, I think they're going to do something with the 24-7 championship because you got to remember, Riddick Moss stabbed Mojo Rawley in the back. And who's Mojo Rawley's boy? Gronk. Gronk. Yeah. Um, One other bit of news. This actually came to me um, as a read from one of our most avid listeners, JJ, JJ. Ferreira. Um, he sent me a link from WWFOldSchool.com. It's a story about a wrestler some of us may remember, some of us may not. I don't. Dino Bravo was a wrestler in the WWF way, way, way back. We're talking in the 80s. He um, was, un- unfortunately, he was murdered 27 years ago on Tuesday. This and past Tuesday or this, this coming Tuesday? This past Tuesday. This past Tuesday. This past Tuesday. And WWFOldSchool.com sat down and had an interview with Rick the Model Martel. And he kind of went over the events of the latter part of Dino's career in the WWF, the reason why WWF let him go, and then subsequently the fact that Dino was tied to the mob. And yeah. this is what kind of, kind of put him into the downward spiral. Um, it is an excellent read. Thank you, JJ, for pointing it out. I would recommend anybody go out there and search it out because it's, it a read. it's a very quick read, probably three, four minutes. But it's something that opens your eyes to what your B-level wrestler back in the day went through when there yeah. was no other options. You got to remember, WWF was WWF. Ted Turner had not started WCW yet. And yeah. all the little promotional places, all the talent had been sucked up. Territories, yeah. Yeah, so all those little territories, you know, McMahon had sucked up. So you had no other options unless you wanted to go to Japan or you yeah, wanted to work for Vince McMahon. Japan, yeah. That was it. So unfortunately, this is a story of a man who could not get another option, and he went into a different route, and yeah. unfortunately, it cost him his life. Yeah. Um. Great read, though. I recommend anybody to read it. Yeah, uh, one more thing. Uh, just gonna mention it real quick because he talked about it during uh, on Doinked, which will be going out tomorrow morning. Yes, uh, as of recording this, uh, Mania is up in the air. Yes, uh, right now with the uh, coronavirus, COVID nineteen uh, pandemic. Yeah, because um, the mayor of Tampa Bay is suspending many events right yeah. now. Many uh, right g- now, gatherings. Right now, it's still scheduled for now. Is what they said. It's yeah. scheduled for now, um, but. Now we're going to move on to Wednesday Night Wars. Yes. Starting with NXT. Yes. Before we start with NXT, my boy, Rick Bugues, okay, he got on social media with the WWE and on their YouTube because he was welcoming everybody off the bus who was coming to the performance center for the event last night. That's cool. He is the man. He is my spirit animal, period. Rick Bugues. Rick Bugues. Is my spirit animal. That guy is amazing. Anybody who doesn't follow him on social media, his, you are, you are his missing Instagram out. is absolutely ridiculous. It is incredible. It is incredible. You have to go out and you have to watch it. It's he that. is a monster yes. in the gym. Oh, <laughs> huge metalhead. Oh yeah, huge metalhead. And it's so enjoyable to just watch him. And the thing is, is it's funny because when NXT goes to commercial break. They chant for Rick Bugs. Really? Yeah. Bugan and Hagen, they, they're asking for him. And then when they come back and the lights come back up, they stop the chant because they obviously don't want to put that on TV and stuff. Yeah. But the crowd wants Bugs out there. Give us Rick Bugenhagen. 
give it to us. We need that in our veins. Yes, okay. Just if he comes out there and he just does a, a No Way Jose segment where he just comes out there and he just plays his air instruments, just do it for us. Yeah. Please. Yeah. We all want it. Yeah. But uh, first segment of the night, first match of the night. Yeah, broke right into a match. With Keith Israel. Lee, Cameron Grimes. Yes. Like we said, big guy, smaller-ish guy. Yep. Can put on phenomenal match. Oh, of course, of course. These two, these two are ultra talented. Um, Lee obviously retains his title, and I think Cameron Grimes was just a a placeholder to build something a little bit bigger. Because because what happened after this was yes. Priest came in with the nightstick again. With the nightstick, hit uh, Keith Lee twice. Twice, yeah. And Lee never saw the attack. No. So he didn't know who attacked him. Yeah. But then Dijakovic comes down for the save, rushes Priest out, and Lee Lee hits him with a massive powerbomb. Yes. Set out powerbomb. A spirit bomb. Because he thought Dijakovic was the one that attacked him, yeah. Not knowing what happened. And then later on in the night, um, uh, Damian Priest gives the... uh, um, an interview as he's leaving full sale, and he goes, now do I have your attention, Keith Lee? Oh, what do you mean, now do you have your attention? He didn't even know you're the one who attacked him. Now he knows, but he didn't know before. He thought yeah. it was Dijakovic. Yeah. So <clears throat> this is going to set up a very interesting title picture for the North American Championship. Fatal four-way title picture, in my opinion. Cameron Grimes, I think Cameron Grimes with this loss, because it was a clean is loss. out of it? He may be out of it. He may be out of it. He so may you think his it's, way back you in. think it's just Lee... Priest Dijak. I I almost feel like it's going to be between those three. I really do, and I almost feel like it's going to be a match between Priest and Dijak. And I think the winner out of that may just face Lee one on one. Yeah, I could see that, but then they'd have to put Priest over because I don't think they'll have two pay per views, two takeovers in a row where they the have Lee Dijak. Yeah, I mean but they've I mean, done it hey, before. You can do that. I will take another Lee Dijak. So will I. Put that in my veins. Right with uh, Bukagan. Yes. Put right in my Bukagen. veins. Yes. Um, so it was it was a good match. I definitely enjoyed it. Um, a ladder match qualifying match followed. Yes. Um, between Dakota Kai I, and I, Mia Yim. I almost want to say that we called that this was going to be a matchup. Yeah, but I week. think we had it going the other way. Well, we had Kai going over. Yeah. Not Yim. Um, which is very interesting because later on in the night, somebody else went over that well, we did we'll, call. We'll jump to it now. We'll, Knox went over uh, Deanna Perrazzo. Yes. Which I'm pretty sure we said that Perrazzo was going to be one of the people that takes the pinfall. Yes. So. Um, we actually, you know what? We had all three of these women in because we had Yim going over somebody like Perrazzo. No, we had Yim facing Kai. Oh, yeah. we. Oh, yes. We because had they've Yim, had. We had Yim and Kai. And Kai had, going over. And, and Kai going over. We we didn't know who Knox was gonna, was gonna face. face, but we knew Knox was gonna advance because you were gonna try to continue to build that storyline. And then I believe we also had um Bel Air in the match. Yeah. And um I don't know what's going on with Io Shirai, but I think she was the other one that we put in the match because there's six there's six names that have to be in the match right now. Yeah. Right now they've got three. Yeah, up ne- uh next Chelsea week we Green. have Candace. Yep, we have Candace Lorray, Mer- Mercedes Martinez. Yep, Mercedes Martinez next week. That's already been announced. Yeah. Um, this was a good match. Yeah, it was. I mean, you got the in- you obviously got the running interference by um Raquel Gonzalez. Yep. Um, but Mia Yim overcame it. Yeah. Mia Yim overcame code breaker. it. She got the clean one, two, three victories. Hers. She advances into the ladder match, which I'm super stoked to see. 
but she did take a beating at the end of this match. Mm-hmm. She was definitely favoring her back and stuff like that. So I almost feel like this is going to continue um, with these women. You're going to see a little bit more of these women being interacting with each other. Don't be surprised if maybe Raquel Gonzalez tries to get herself into the ladder match now. I think she's going to. I think that's going to be one of the people that are in it. Okay. Because I feel like we're going to get a match between Belair and Shirai okay. for the fifth spot. And then Raquel is going to get a match with somebody and go over. Okay. So. Or we get like a someone, a match is supposed to happen. Both competitors are hurt or like attacked in the back. And they have a second chance opportunity. And that's how Kai weasels her way back into it. That makes sense. It does make sense. Um, next match between uh, Raul Mendoza and Kushida. Um, very, very interesting way this match finished. With that uh, top Cro- rope. Um, it was like a top rope. I almost want to call it like a Canadian destroyer, but it wasn't because it was into an armbar. Yeah. And they put him in that armbar because he was trying to he was trying to put the hover the hoverboard lock on his on the top rope. Yeah. Dude, very, very interesting finish. This was a fast paced match. This yeah, was, it was. I, I I I love Kushida. I'm a big fan of Kushida. I've loved Kushida for years. I've uh, loved him since Super Juniors twenty sixteen, which is when I first saw him when he faced Will Ospreay in the final. Yep. Um match was match was very quickly paced. Um, you could see the crowd uh, was definitely into this match, but then also they were waiting for the bigger builds for the later stuff that was coming on. Yeah. Um, there was something interesting that happened to Raul Mendoza, though, at the end of this night. So he was in the parking yeah. lot. Mia Yim was walking around. And she so was getting interviewed. interviewed. And she was all excited. And then all of a sudden, an SUV just blows by her. Yeah. Stops. Sees Raul Mendoza. Guys in luchador masks jump out. Grab Raul Mendoza. Throw him in the SUV and then take off. Who is it? Ooh. The Dark Order showed up to the wrong promotion. (laughs) It's Angel Garza and Andrade. Yeah, I can see that. They're taking out other luchadors. Ooh. Or... Actually, that's what they're doing. They're taking out. That's my opinion. They're taking. Would you out. consider Joaquin Wild a luchador? Yes. So he'll be the one attacked he, either next or at two hundred five live. Yes. Because it's happening at the Performance Center. Yes. Because SmackDown is happening at the Performance Center, and I can't week. wait for two hundred five live at the Performance Center. I'm not so much excited for SmackDown at, there because it's going to be really weird. Yeah. To see uh, like Roman Reigns and. Uh, Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan and all these <laughs> Bailey huge and, names like, yeah. at the PC. It's going to be odd. But the 205 Live? The 205 Live is going to be incredible. They're finally going to have a wait, crowd. Wait, 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 wait. Are we getting the 10-man tag at the Performance Center? Is that not this week? No, it's not this no, week. No, it's not this week. It's yeah. next week? Yes, next week. Oh, I got so excited because that <laughs> would have been incredible. Yeah, how the, uh, I don't know what they would do. It would blow the roof off the place. Yeah, it would. Because it? that PC crowd will be so behind these guys. Yes. Well, let's talk about that PC crowd in this next segment. Flair. Wow. Rhea. Wow. Rhea comes out, starts spewing her venom. Yeah. And then Flair just cuts her off. And all you get is the crowd overtaking Charlotte Flair at every chance. Mm-hmm. You don't go here. Yeah. Shut up. And then she just keeps talking. 
like a true oh it was so good she was such a heel yes it, a perfect heel in yes this, in this segment. the the attack on Rhea Ripley she was Ric Flair level heel yes yes she pulls off my favorite move as a kid which is the figure four into yeah. the ring post Bret Hart used to do it Bret Hart was my favorite wrestler of all time I love that spot that spot looks so painful and when done right you're protecting both. And she dug her heel. Put her heel into her foot and just pushed her leg up even more. And the best part about this whole thing was she picked up the belt. She stood on top of Rhea with her foot. And you could see Rhea slapping, trying to slap her foot away. And Charlotte would not move. Just like, yeah. nope, my foot's staying right here. Mm-hmm. That's what I am. Which I like this because at Raw... Um, yeah. It went the other Rhea way. went over. Yeah. So they're getting the one ups and they're in each other's houses. Yes. Yes. This was so. this was a good segment. I don't yeah, care what other people say. I really like this segment. It was quick. It did what it had to do. Charlotte Flair came out, worked her entire heel uh, gimmick, and uh, it worked. It worked very nicely. Yeah. This uh this next segment I can't remember. I'm gonna jump back into something. There was a uh, a segment. Um, it was kind of a a vignette almost talking about how Balor. Is going to UK, holding up his passport. Yeah, and he's go. He was at UK, so at time of recording, UK has happened. Has already happened. But we haven't caught it. We haven't caught it. We're going to talk about it Saturday's episode. Saturday's episode. Balor went to UK, and he is Walter hunting. Yeah, he is. He is. He is going to start hunting like we were talking about. Like we were hoping, he's going to start gonna taking ha- out. This is going to happen at Takeover Island. Yes, he's going to start taking out members of Imperium One. At a time. And he's just going to go through whoever gets in his way. He doesn't care if it's... Dragonoff. Dragonoff. Uh, the Gallus. Mastiff boys. Get the other members of Gallus. It doesn't matter. He's going after everybody. Yeah. He wants Walter. Period. Period, 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 period. I'm loving it. Yeah. Um, we talked about this match already. Tegan Knox versus Deanna Perrazzo. Knox went over. Knox went over. Um, um, Perrazzo looks good. She's starting to get a little less green. She's starting to get her get her wits about her. Yeah. Get her, get her feet under her. Yeah. She's still very, very green in the company. Uh, she still has to learn the WWE way. She's amazing in the ring. She is. Um, but she's still... There weren't too many match there weren't too many spots in this match to highlight what she's great at. Yeah. I think it was just a way for a fresh face to get on TV at the performance center, which she's yeah. hanging out anyway right now. Yeah. Guess what? Gets Candace LeRae into this ladder match and no, I can guess Tegan Knox into Te- this match. Tegan Knox, I'm sorry. Um and I can't wait to see Tegan Knox in this ladder match. It's gonna be insane. Yeah. The stuff that she was already doing in the steel cage last week. Now she's going to be doing off a 20-foot lattice. Yeah. Give it to me. Baines. Main event match yes. of the night. Broserweights versus UE. I loved this match. This match was very, very good. The in-ring psychology in this match. The fact yeah. that Adam Cole came in the ring and then Pete Dunne just claps his hands and hits the mat and the referee turns around and sees Adam Cole standing there and Pete Dunne on the floor. And then ejects both Adam Cole and Roderick Strong out of the ring. Yeah, and let's. let's it was a very, very Eddie a, Guerrero move. It was yes, and it was. A, this was a long match. Yeah, it was. This match was over twenty minutes long. Yeah, it was so well paced. Their in ring psychology was amazing, and you could tell the UE was thrown off by Velveteen Dream before this. Yeah, they weren't in their right state of mind because Velveteen Dream threw everything into whack mm-hmm. with what he said to Adam Cole and Roderick Strong. Basically, Roderick Strong, you think I care about you and your wife? <laughs> it's just tights, buddy. And he threw him away. Yeah. I'm really after the belt. So, you know, Adam Cole's talking about next week, 
They're doing a huge celebration. He will officially be the longest reigning NXT champion to ever hold the belt continuously. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah, it is. That is huge. Because you know who the last person to? Finn Balor. Finn Balor. He was the longest reigning. Yeah. Now, now so it's Adam Cole. if if Cole doesn't drop at the Dream, he'll drop it to Balor. Yes. Who if will be UK fa- champion at the same time? Who, if he faces Dream. Yeah. Because that whole thing was you don't deserve it. You don't deserve, deserve a title shot. You haven't done anything to earn it. You lost in your cage mask last week. Yeah. You you don't deserve it. So that's basically what it boils down to. Yeah. Dream's going to do something to get under. Obviously, they'll Cole's have a number skin. one contendership match or whatever. Be a match. I think it'll just be he'll get under Cole's skin somehow yeah. to get him to be like, you know what? I want him in the ring by myself. Cole, uh, Dream will get involved in this celebration. Celebration somehow. Yes. And get Cole to snap. Yes. So that's what are, that's where it'll happen. So, um, what do you want to call it? Bruiserweights go over. Yes. Great. The Broserweights. Broserweights. Yes. Uh, they go over. Um, um, GYV got involved in this match as yeah. well. Um, tried to cost the Broserweights the match. He, um, yeah. They tried to help UE. Yeah, by chopping him in the throat and stuff like that. And great, great ending segment here. Sequence. Yeah. Again, great in ring psychology. Great spots. Um, Broserweights overcome everything. Yeah. Retain their titles. And that's the thing about they were saying. It's one thing to win your belt, and it's another thing to defend your belt. Yeah. And that's what the Broserweights did, is they defended their belts. Yeah. UE can be moved along. They've mm-hmm. had their chance. Yeah. Now it's GYV's turn. Now who's coming in? GYV. Yeah. Because the Broserweights aren't happy with them being involved in the no. match. Main event segment. Champa. Gargano, go at it throughout the entire performance center, they, from the boardrooms to the workout the, area, the weight rooms, the, the amount of glass that shattered. Champa was put through a glass door. Yep. Um, the mirror was shattered. That's by, bad luck. By weights. By weights. Yep. He was almost had weights like hit over the head by a ch- like a chair. Yep. God, this was incredible. All to lead up to that topmost platform that Dream was at for that package back uh, package body drop off the top through the announce table. Hello? Dude, Johnny Gargano punched one of the referees. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. The uh, I don't know what the lead referee's name is, but punched him. Yeah, NXT's lead ref. Yeah. Put him right down. Yeah. Dude, so good. Oh, something completely started the show. Uh, Beth Phoenix is back. Yes. So she's healthy. They're showing that she's healthy in WWE canon. So possibly Monday night she'll come out, help out Natalia, and set up that. Yeah, set up the tag team match. But anyway, back to this segment. Incredible. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So good. Everything about this segment. The yeah. crowd was into it. The The chair spot where he, he uh, had Gargano set up. And then he used the chair right up against Gargano on the railing, put him right off the right off the staging. Yeah, I mean there was so many good spots in this. Yeah, there so was so good, and and you could see the unbridled rage between these two guys. Yeah, and Gargano basically saying, "Hey, wh- why is everyone forgetting what this guy did to NXT? What he did to me? Why am I the bad guy?" Yeah, uh, so good. I, uh, I'm so excited to see these guys go at it. I really am. Now. Moving on from WWE to All Elite, um, 
I'll say it right now. With how good NXT was, All Elite edged out the win this week for me. Okay. I um, didn't catch All Elite. Um, my son wanted to watch NXT. That's fine. Because he wanted the Gargano segment. Yeah. He's like, I got to see what happens with Gargano, Dad. And then Lexi was all excited about Rhea Ripley and yeah. Charlotte Flair and that whole stuff. And yeah. So we we watched NXT. I didn't. I had the day off today. But I didn't catch AEW. Um, but what I can say is, I was told about the opening segment, and basically that opening segment carried throughout the course of the entire night. This start is is really starting to build the inner circle versus the elite very heavily. Yes. Show opened with uh, Hangman Page and the Bucks in the back getting interviewed, saying. Uh, being asked, hey, Paige, who's your mystery opponent or your mystery tag team partner against Guevara and Jericho? And he says, well, all I know, it's not going to be this asshole pointing at Matt Jackson. Yep. I've tagged with you talking to Nick, but I'm definitely not going to tag with this asshole. Um, Kind of really pushing, turning turning that knife knife into Matt Jackson a little bit more. Yep. Um, First match, Cody versus Ortiz. This match was great, and we had an, a new Face. debut. Yes, Jake a, Roberts' client. Yes, Lance Archer from Impact, I believe. Um, seems like After Blood and Guts is going to be Cody's new um, feud, feud um, because I don't think he's going to continue with this stuff. He's going to keep his, his self separate from the elite as much as he can. But for Blood and Guts, obviously, he's former Bullet Club. He's going to have to be part of it. Just do me a favor. Don't get the old guys in the ring. No. Do not get Arn Anderson Don't put Arn Anderson and Jake St. Roberts in, in the, the ring. ring. No. No. Let them do what they're doing. Coaching and managing. Let them have a spot on the outside. Let them trade blows. Nope. Don't. Don't have them fisticuffs at all? No. Just let them manage. Let them do the in-ring psychology side of it. Okay. Jake Roberts is one of the greatest in-ring psychologists. And I'll be honest with you. Again, shout out to JJ. Why wasn't this Luke Hopper? Yeah. Yeah. It should have been. Why? It really should have been. Why wasn't this Luke Hopper? That's who it should have been. Because if Matt Hardy isn't the supreme leader of Dark Order, it's Luke Hopper. It's Matt Hardy. Are you watching all his... uh... All his free... It's Matt Hardy, no. It's all the free delete stuff that he's doing on his YouTube. Yeah, free delete, yeah. It's Matt Hardy at this point. Yeah. Um, anywho, um, Cody goes over here, um, and then the Inner Circle come down, and they have a big brawl between... No. Um, inner Circle don't come down yet. Inner Circle's on the TV um, because... They had taken out... Yeah, Nick rushes Nick. down to help fend off the attack on Cody from Archer and from Ortiz and Santana. Um, Matt Jackson comes down. Kenny comes down in his cast, um, and then it cuts to the TV, and it's Jericho, Guevara, and Hager on the TV, and they're talking about that, as we told you, Les Champions, we're going to be the hit squad the hit squad now, and we ran into your brother Nick here, um, but it seems like he has a little bit of a headache, and then it pans out. He has a freaking overhead door crushed on him. And obviously, like blood, fake blood hanging out of his mouth, yeah. and a bruise and whatever. Um, and then Jericho says, "Or maybe a little bit of an all body ache." And then they rush to the back to go save him. And then Inner Circle obviously run away. They get the door up. They get him sent off to the hospital. 
local medical facility. Local medical, <laughs> yeah, medical facility. Um, essentially, they sent Nick away for the rest of the show. Yeah. Um, next match: tag team between Chris Statlander, Hikaru Shida versus Nyla Rose and Bea Priestley. Um, another good way yeah. to showcase your women's division. Just running over the notes by what they're showing here. Great way to showcase another win for Nyla Rose. Four women in this division. And Nyla Rose went over uh Shida. Ikira Shida. Okay. That's that's building that's, for that feud. That's the way it should build. Yeah. That's exactly how it should build. You know what I mean? You Nyla Rose is your champion. Champion, yeah. Who she already took the belt off Shida, if I remember. No. Who did she take the belt Riho. off? Riho, I'm sorry. And okay, yes, because Riho and Shida had, had their Yeah. Their their thing at the beginning. Their uh, what's the word for it? Mentor and yeah, student, apprentice, student, student and teacher, teacher. Yes, mentor and apprentice, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, this is building to Sheeta challenging and losing again to Nyla Rose. Yeah. And because Statlander was in Sheeta's corner for this match, you can almost see Statlander moving into that picture as well. Yeah. So, which which is going to be good. Yes. Um. Next match, which was a lot of fun, MJF Butcher and Blade. Against Jurassic Express. I, I, I love Jurassic Express. Marco Stunt is a human lawn dart. Yeah. He was being thrown around by both teams. Yeah. That's he what was being... For. He's literally a human lawn dart. Uh, great match. But uh, MJF, Butcher, and Blade um, go over because MJF hits the salt of the earth cross arm breaker on uh, Marco Stunt and forces him to tap. Immediately. Well, yeah. Look at the size of Marco Stunt. And look at the size of MJF. Yeah. It's so, simple as that. It's just simple as that. Luchasaurus was the main one that was attacked. He was getting his hamstring, which has had an injury before. Yeah. Uh, a non-combat related injury. Um, worked the entire match. But that's what you do to the biggest guy in the ring. Yeah. You take out one of his appendages. Mm-hmm. And what's one of the biggest appendages that a guy like the leg, Luchasaurus the uses? The upper leg. The upper leg. He does... He does everything that a luchador does, but he's twice the size of almost all the luchadors out there. Yeah. So. He's twice the size of Marco Stunt. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Next segment was, in my opinion, the best segment. Oh, Big Swole. Britt Baker versus Big Swole. It wasn't even a match. It was a war of words. And Big Swole made a hit on... Oh, she made this uh, reference... Saying Britt Breaker was talking to Big Swole and calling her trash and you don't need to be here. And she's like, but I'm a married woman, baby. <laughs> and I was like, holy crap, because that was an Adam Cole reference to yeah. Adam Cole's girlfriend. Yeah. Because they haven't gotten engaged yet. Yeah. Well, you also have to remember, Big Swole was just on social media talking about her husband, Cedric yeah. Alexander, being squashed. Yeah. So, I mean, this is great, great Great writing. Considering Britt Baker's husband or boyfriend, boyfriend at this point um, is the number one in NXT. Yes. So. This is great. But Baker splashes hot coffee all over uh, Big Swole. And Swole's like ready to go take her out. But a ref runs out and gets her to the back. That's going to happen next week, I think. Uh, I'm it, pretty sure there's going to be a match between them two I hope week. so. I hope so. I want, Baker in the, I want Baker in the ring. Baker is so good in the ring. Uh, that's going to be a great match. Uh, next segment, Janela and Private Party against the Death Triangle. 
The Death, death PlayStation. The Death Triangle. Um, I still hate the name. I hate the name. The faction's amazing. It the is The tag amazing. team is amazing. Yeah, it is. I mean, come on. They are so good in the ring. They are, dude. There's nobody more talented. Their kicks are incredible. Ray Phoenix. My favorite move in wrestling right now is when Ray Phoenix jumps up on the rope, spins around, and does a back kick in your face. It's incredible to see that guy jump around the ring. Pentagon is athletic. Ray Phoenix is just all the way up here. He's so much he's so much better. Not in like not as a wrestler, like they're they're on even keel. Mm-hmm. But athletically, he's like all the way up here. Ray Phoenix is incredible. He is. You're right. That's why it sucked that he was injured for so long because of I what know. happened in Pawtucket. I know. And he had to nurse him and nurse him and nurse I him. Know. Now it looks like he's back. He's definitely back. Um Phoenix did a tope. Uh, wiped out private party, black arrow on Janela, pins him one, two, three. I love this faction. I do too. Come and, up with a better name, but and, I love this faction. And have uh have Janela and Pac get at it. Have it yeah. happen. Have it happen. Yeah. Give me a Pac Janela match. Yes. That'll be really one good. One on one. Main event segment. Paige and a mystery uh tag team partner against Jericho and Guevara. That mystery tag team partner was Dustin Rhodes after he says, I am I am pissed off at the inner circle. I am sick of them running us down. But I'm going to go out there, beat their asses, and do some cowboy shit. And I'm like, hell yeah. But he came out last because Jericho and Guevara came out first, and the entire crowd loves to serenade him with Judas. Yes. It's a great song. I love Fozzie. I've listened to their entire Judas album numerous times. It is a great album. Um, But then Paige comes out, and then Dustin Rhodes comes out. But when Dustin Rhodes hits the ring, Paige is getting in his face. Like, I wanted to do this on my own. I saw Darby Allen do it last week. I think I could do it my on my own. And Rhodes is like, no, you can't. I'm going to. I'm going to team with you. They won. Which, another inner circle loss, but they went over in the segment. Well, yeah. I mean, you, that seems to be the whole thing that they're doing with this heel yeah. thing, uh, this heel faction right now is the other heel faction, the Dark Triangle, <coughs> what they're death doing. Death Triangle. Death Triangle, whatever. It's still stupid. Dark Order. Dark Order, Death Triangle, Death Triangle, Dark Order, Dark Triangle, Death, death Order, whatever. It, it's just an awful name. They're just yeah. doing shapes. Um. What they're doing is they're losing these matches, but they're still walking away from the segment. Mm-hmm. Because the after the loss. Because they had the upper hand earlier in the night when they took out Nick Jackson. Yeah. And now they had the upper hand. At when the... they took out Paige and Matt Jackson. Exactly. Because Matt Jackson came out. Um, so after the match, Inner Circle jumped the ring, wore down Paige and Dustin. Kenny comes down. Cody comes down. Uh and they exchange blows and everything. And the inner circle drags um, Paige up to the top. Looks like they're going to go for the uh, triple power bomb. Uh, Matt Jackson comes out, knocks him with super kicks, knocks him out, and that, blah, blah, blah. And then as soon as he, it looks like uh, Paige is on his knees as he's getting up, and Matt Jackson looks like he's going to help him up and just flips him off. Yep. And then the inner circle continue to take him out. Um, unprotected tear shot to the head of Matt Jackson. I'll protect the chair shot to the head of Adam Page. Yep. And then the best part 
is Jericho unfolds the chair and puts it on top of Matt Jackson, like puts like, him between the legs, yeah. sits on it, and everybody just flips off the camera. I loved it. It's a crazy- AEW is very, very, very good this week. It is. It's been very good for several weeks. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a very good wrestling promotion. Yes, it is. I I thoroughly enjoy everything that they do when I do watch it. I caught all the highlights for this. Like I said, yeah. I caught all the news on it. Um, It's just, you know, they're doing a lot of the Attitude Era stuff and the Ruthless Aggression Era stuff that WWE had already done. Again. It, it, so you think this is a lot of reruns? It's not a lot. It's rehashings. It's okay. A, it's, it's a remake. It's like when you watch a really good movie. And then they remake it. And, and then they it's... remake it, and it's and it's still pretty good. Yeah. Like, for me, the one that I talk about when it comes to movies um, is Evil Dead. Yeah. Okay? The original Evil Dead is great. Okay? Sam Raimi's original Evil Dead's great. Evil Dead 2 is essentially a remake of Evil Dead. And it is just as good. And then they remade Evil Dead again, which was probably the goriest movie I've ever watched. Yeah. And guess what? It was still good. There's no problem with rehashing or yeah. reusing storylines. Something, another one, I'll give you the same same notion, Karate Kid. Okay. The first Karate Kid was one of my favorite movies growing up. Okay. And then they came out with the Jackie Chan and Jaden Smith. Smith version, and I loved it. Okay. I thought it was really good, but I'm also a Jackie Chan mark. Okay. So, hey, but same notion. But the thing is, is there's certain things that you can never remake. Yeah. And I'm hoping that... Um, it... It's not an attitude error thing, but they're obviously poking fun and turning the turning the heel, turning the hand into the side of the E with all this shield stuff. Oh, oh with that, the the middle finger? That's an Austin thing. Yeah. And who's going to be on Monday Night Raw next week? Austin. Austin, okay? They're not stupid. They know what they're doing, and I'm enjoying it. I really am. Um, I'm enjoying that there is competition out there because at the end, w, uh, when WWF and WCW are going to war, WCW was really falling hard on its face. Mm-hmm. So I want to see both these promotions succeed. I want to see some competition. I want to see great storylines happening across all the brands. Because since AEW's come in, WWE's only gotten better. Yeah. Okay? It only has. So. But I think that basically wraps this episode up. Um, obviously, Dave, you give point to NXT because you caught NXT. I caught NXT. I didn't catch <clears throat> AEW. But from what I saw in AEW... AEW definitely took it this week. Yeah, I, I definitely give AEW. I a point. enjoyed. Listen, there were things I enjoyed with with um, WWE, um, but the thing was, is you know, some of the matches just weren't up to snuff this week. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they were good. They were passable matches, but they just weren't but the kinds of matches. All the matches at AEW were great. Well, it, it, from moment one of AEW all the way through the closing of the show, there was no low point. It wasn't that there was no low point. They just stood on a consistent trajectory. They yeah. stood on the arc of what they had built last week or the week before and what they were starting to build this week. Yeah. They're doing a very good job with their storytelling. That isn't saying E isn't doing that because NXT storylines are, are are very tight. The main event segment, the dream stuff. The dream stuff, the bros away stuff. stuff. The, the women's stuff, the bros away stuff. Everything, everything is good. great. Everything is beyond good. So um, it's just AEW. Took the point this week. Took this week. And the nice thing was is. You know, after they did the shield power bomb to John Moxley, he was nowhere to be found this week. He was doing that backstage stuff with Jr. Yeah, which that was great too. We but, didn't mention that, but that was a great interview. No, but what I'm saying is, he just he wasn't out in the ring. Yeah, he wasn't medically cleared. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, so. 
But that basically finishes this episode off. Obviously, go follow us over on social media at uh, at Double Doink Network on Facebook and Instagram. Um, leave us your questions, comments, concerns about the show. Um, I'll pose this right now because we talk about it um, in Doinked. Um, we're going to be starting Doinked weekly on Sundays where pose us your questions about all sports topics and we will answer them to the best of our ability. Yep, and do the same thing here on uh, the Doink and Doink Connection. Yeah, and we'll if you guys have any questions, obviously pose them to us and we'll either start or end the show with them. Yep. Um, but other than that, I think that basically finishes this episode off. Obviously, like, share, subscribe the show. Um, your guys' support is what helps us build. Uh, but other than that, this has been a Double Doink Network production. I have been Josh. I have been Dave. And we have two words for you. Doinks out. Doinks out.